Here's the crazy part about boundaries that we spend so much time trying to shove round pegs into square holes. Boundaries will quickly define whether or not that relationship will work in the future. If someone's not willing to accept your boundaries, this isn't someone that you can probably count on long-term anyway. Boom. Let's just get it out there. Let's yes. put it out there. Yes. It either I works or it doesn't. Let's just right. tear the Band-Aid right. off. Like, I know it's so scary for it some is, people. It is, and it's hard. But like the answer is there, and you'll be you'll find out really quick who respects you and who doesn't. Yeah. And if they don't respect you, then why are you trying to make this work? Yeah. Just a thought. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Till the Wheels Fall Off. I'm Matt. I'm Paige. And we're talking boundaries today. If yeah. You had to go through our DMs and categorize the types of questions we get. I would say that boundaries consist of maybe even 50% of the questions that we get from people. Mm-hmm. And Paige is our resident boundaries expert yeah. because I put her in a position where she had to <laughs> enforce quite a few of these things. Yeah. Way back when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're having a general boundaries discussion today. I think we could do a hundred episodes on boundaries and the intricacies of boundaries and the different types of boundaries. And But we're just going to get very general, 30,000 foot view of boundaries today. Yes. So let's talk boundaries. Okay. Well, they're really meant for people pleasers. So am I a people pleaser? At one time, yes. for sure. Yes. And, not um, no more. I could not say no to anything. Like it was always yes, yes, yes. I didn't want any confrontation. So the purpose of a boundary is to protect yourself. It's not to punish or hurt anybody. It is literally to protect yourself and to basically get what you want in a way that is going to protect yourself. Um, it protects your emotions, your values, your physical and mental health. And it allows you to communicate to others what is acceptable and unacceptable behavior. I like to think of boundaries as rules of engagement. Okay. For a particular relationship. I like that. Rules of engagement. So it'd be like starting a new job. They would give you a handbook. Yeah. Boundaries are sort of your handbook for people. Yeah. This is what I tolerate and this is what I don't. Yes. And they're for me. Yes. I th- let's go back and explore. You said something that I think needs to be reiterated is that the purpose of a boundary is pr- to protect me. Yes. It's not to control you. No. So many people get that twisted. Yes, they and do. And there's a slight distinction between what is controlling others and what is not. So in general, like let's just pull back the curtain for a moment. At the end of the day, you're protecting yourself But the consequence of that very well could be that person changing for the better for you. Absolutely. When it comes into, I think about us and the addict relationship, that was very much the case. Right. But I had to want that too. Yep. At some point there was, you had to be willing to stick by the consequence that you set forth Mm -hmm. by carrying out. It's not a threat either. It's not a threat. No. By by carrying out your, your action. Right. To protect yourself. I was going to suffer a consequence because of that. Yes. That's not the objective, though. The objective is that you would have been better off. Yeah. You would have been happier. Yep. You would have been protected. And that's the point of a boundary. Yes. I just want to make that distinction because I think a lot of times when I get asked about boundaries, it's like, how do I get back at my wife? You know? It's yeah, like, yeah. How do I get back at this person? That's not how we're, it's not how, how it works. How do I make this person stop drinking? How do I make this person treat me better? How do I make this person a more mentally stable human being? The reality is you can't make anybody do anything, but you can do things to protect yourself and maybe push them in the right direction. Right. 
Yeah. More often than not, when I meet with someone for the first time, they're, they're struggling with drinking or they're just wanting to better themselves. And there's someone in their life that's making it difficult. The discussion will focus around that person. I'm like, time out, time out. I don't care about them. Yep. I want to know about you. Yes. Let's talk about you. you. How does it make you feel when this is going on? Right. What kind of fears do you have when this person does these things? Right. And let's focus on that. Let's focus on ways to improve that. We can't control them. Right. Can't control them. Right. But the scary part about setting boundaries, I think for a lot of people who are, you know, codependent and like me and people pleasers is that it, the follow through is extremely difficult for us. I can imagine for sure. I mean, it's, you're, you're taking an action that you're really not used to. Like, right. So when we set a boundary, we have to make sure that we are putting a boundary that is something that we will follow through with. Do not make it a threat. I know we already said that, but you've got to follow through with it or it means nothing. Nothing. And it's just going to make the same cycle continue. Yeah. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And this is the first step for many people in that, that realm. We talk about it a lot. I'm sure we've mentioned it. If you had to go back a dozen times since we've started the podcast, but if nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. And boundaries are a way to put into motion change. Yes. To drive change. Yeah. If anything for yourself, sometimes the other person gets the hint and they're willing if the relationship's worth it to them to make changes themselves so that it works for both partners. Right. And it takes a lot of practice. Um, it takes a lot of patience. It, um, it takes it, a lot of work maintaining them too. Yes. Yes. And it's very uncomfortable to do for a while, but the more practice you do, the more you're like, it, it, it's kind of empowering to be able to put this in place because it's very healthy for everybody to put boundaries in place. No matter if you have an addict in your life or whatever that boundaries go for kids as well. I mean, it's for all relationships. Absolutely. We, um, we've got a formula here that we're going to work through. So follow along with us as we go through the formula for setting boundaries. Yeah. Paige, I would like you to run us through this. Okay. So the first thing that you want to start with is an, I feel statement. Um, I want to, let me backtrack for just a second. Don't start sentences with you. What do you mean by that? Like you do this, you stop doing that. You do the, you make me feel a certain way. You, 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 because it makes people feel threatened. Yeah. It's an argument now, right? It's like an argument. It's, it's pointing fingers at somebody, right? Not you, not you. Remember boundaries are about us, right? So we have to start this sentence off with, I feel, because it's really a feeling that you're feeling. So when you say, I feel, this is about not your opinions or your thoughts. It's an actual emotion. So if you want to look up a feeling wheel, look up a feeling wheel. Oh, I remember the feeling wheel. Heck yeah. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take us down memory lane for just a moment here and digress. (laughs) When I was in treatment, there were like 20 of us in a room and we called it the man cave. They had us separated males and females. And so we all gathered in this room every morning with, um, with the doctor and a few therapists and they would pass around this laminated sheet of paper mm-hmm. and it was a feelings wheel. And like at the center of it, it had like a happy face and like a sad face and like an angry face. And like, there was like a, I don't remember what the other one was, but yeah. like the different emotions you like could four. feel. Mm-hmm. And then it would branch off in these like quarter sections and it had like a dozen feelings listed. And the one outside of that was even bigger. And it had like 20 you to 30 Google feelings. It. It's out there. And I remember staring at this thing and I'm like <laughs> emotionally numb is the only way I could define it. Yep. And I would be like, good, 
And they would, they would wear my ass out. Good's not an emotion. Good's not a feeling. They're waiting for people to say good. I oh, swear. they jumped on me so fast and they would make me go through it. But it was feelings wheel. It sounds corny, but it was the first time I had to really explore what my emotions were. Mm-hmm. And it took time to figure out what I was feeling. Yep. I'd have to go through that damn wheel and like today... I'm feeling depressed. Right. I didn't even realize it, but going through this and the series of emotions that I feel, I'm depressed or I'm anxious. Right. I'm sad. Right. Those are answers. Yes. They weren't looking for good. good. I'm good. Yeah, Whatever. I'm good. I'm, I'm doing all right. Most time when people tell you that all is well and they're fine, it's nah, not. Nah. It's just a... But there's a whole bunch of different emotions and feelings out there that people can look up and that will help guide you through this process. Yeah. The feelings wheel is legit. I can vouch for it. Yeah. So the first part of the formula is I feel... And the next part is when, and this is being specific to the situation that is being discussed. Mm-hmm. Not any other situation. Not any just other situation. Just right one now. One thing. And we're going to give you all a whole bunch of examples after we go through this formula so that you know what we're talking about. Um, so this first step allows for an open and vulnerable conversation to begin. And sometimes it can resolve your problem. It can actually, it, it can stop there. If it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> the next step is going to be useful. And this is where the actual boundary comes into play. So the next part is if you, and that is where you state, continue with the specific behavior mentioned previously. So if you continue to do whatever you're doing, the specific situation, I will. And how do you protect yourself? That's the action. That is the action. So it's, I feel when... If you, I will. Yes. Let's go through some examples. Okay. I think for, if I'm, if I'm in the car listening to this, I'm like, huh? I know, I know, I know. It's, it's very hard when you don't have a visual. Yeah. So let's go through some examples. Okay. And some of these were actually pulled from worksheets that you and I had done a decade ago. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. In a in family education program when I was in treatment. Yes. So this is real stuff that we've worked through in our lives. I think it's applicable to a lot of the people that reach out. Yeah, for sure. And if it's not ap- applicable to your situation, get creative and think about something going on in your life and how you would apply this. Mm-hmm. It's a healthy way to communicate your feelings and find solutions for them. Yep. Okay. Let's go through some of these. Okay. Um, so for a codependent, if you have an alcoholic um, spouse or an alcoholic in your life and you're just tired of it, um, here's a boundary that you can put in place. I feel angry. When you drink alcohol, I need a sober partner who is mentally stable. If you continue drinking, I will leave the home until you are sober. Pretty specific. It's pretty specific. You're owning the situation. You're you're owning your part in this. I feel angry when you drink alcohol. Yes. I need a sober partner. If you continue to drink, I will leave. And this is going to cause a fight. It could. Yeah. So this is where the boundary has to be held. You hold strong and do not let go. Don't let that manipulation suck you in. Yeah. Don't say it if you're not going to follow through with it. Right. Then maybe soften your boundary a little bit. Right. To something that will still protect like you. Like leave your, leave the room, leave the room. If, if that's softer for you, just don't engage. If that's what you, you just need to change something that you were doing beforehand. Okay. Let's run through another one. Okay. One that I have? Yeah. Okay. So this was one that I actually had um, in treatment. So I feel irate and anxious when you spend money we don't have on drugs and alcohol. 
I need shared financial priorities. If you continue to spend frivolously, (laughs) to write that funny, I will leave and live on my own. I remember when you told me this. Yeah. I actually had said that I was going to get my own separate account because we had a joint account at the time. And that would have worked in our situation. Yes. Because I counted on your income to get by. He did. If I was left on my own income, I'd have run through it really quick. Right. But if people have separate accounts. If you already have separate accounts, Mm -hmm. then I think that one you just said. This is what you would want to do. Yeah. Be willing to split and live your own life. Yes. Do not let this That's person, you have to protect yourself. Issue. It's serious. You can't let that person drain you forever and continue to let it occur. No. Your boundary is stop it. Stop, stop it, it or tracks. peace out. I'm gone. I remember when you, when you told me this, another thing you did was you set up alerts to keep yourself accountable on keeping track of this as well. I did. You set up account alerts so that you knew anytime that I was spending money, it was the ATM. It was always cash because mm-hmm. drug dealers are cash transaction. Yeah. So you would know anytime I got cash out and to this day, those I think you still have them, don't you? Yeah. And it, if I ever get cash out, it, it'll trigger you. Oh, it's, it's a like, trigger. Oh my god! Yeah. And remember that feeling of yes. feeling so upset and angry at you for getting money out of the ATM. That was the. But that now was it's almost like, the last straw. Oh now my god. it's to like pay the yard guy or something. Yeah. Like no, totally normal fine. stuff. Yeah. And even then, I wouldn't if if you started getting drugs or whatever. I know that I'd be out. Gone. <laughs> Gone. Yep. All right. So I'm going to do one more, and then you can do yours. Okay. Okay. So another one is going to be, I feel disrespected when you yell at me. I think, oh, I'm sorry. I need to be treated like a human being. If you continue to yell at me, I will leave the room and end this meeting. Boom. Or this conversation. End this conversation. Just don't yell at me. Don't engage. If you have someone in your life, and this was me at one point, like a wrecking ball in a room, if it was disrespecting you who is taking conversations too far, who's getting ugly and they're getting vulgar with you. You have the right to protect yourself and walk away. You don't have to take this crap from people. No, let them know you sit down and you, when you have these boundary type conversations, believe me, you you don't bring them up in the moment. You say this before this occurs. Mm -hmm. So when everyone's calm, you, Hey, let's, let's get dinner tonight. I want to talk about some boundaries Mm -hmm. and you sit down and you discuss them. Yeah back to back, discuss them, respecting each other's space, but understanding this is for me. Right. I need this. Right. These are the rules of engagement for me, right. for a relationship with me. This is what it looks like. Even if you'd need to do this with a mentor or a therapist or somebody in there too, like as a mediator type person, you know, depending on the situation, that might be safe for you as well. So I have some that I've written down. It's some stuff that I've lived through and some stuff that I've seen with a lot of folks that I've worked with. So newly sober, freshly sober, or I could even, I can sort of compare this to someone who's trying to make any sort of major change in their life and you're not being supported by your spouse. So whether it be losing weight Mm -hmm. and what they're eating around you or drinking around you, if you're trying to stop drinking, you're not asking them to stop because they need to stop too. You're asking them to stop because it's protecting your goals. This is protecting me. So this is what it looked like. This is what I've told several people to do. This, like I said, this is something I've lived through, but this is what I tell a lot of folks to do. So I feel anxious when you drink around me. I need to be in a sober, friendly environment. If you continue to drink around me, I will need to remove myself from that environment. Mm -hmm. So that might mean taking separate cars somewhere. That might mean having a plan to leave a party. Yep. 
whatever that may look like, because I need to protect my sobriety. That's the most important thing to me right it's now. Number one. And if I'm in a home where it's still being consumed, I don't need to be in that environment. Yeah. And that's totally valid. Absolutely. That's fine. Absolutely. I didn't drink for a while when you came home. Here's the crazy part about boundaries that we spend so much time trying to shove round pegs into square holes. Boundaries will quickly define whether or not that relationship will work in the future. If someone's not willing to accept your boundaries, this isn't someone that you can probably count on long-term anyway. Boom. Let's just get it out there. Let's yes. put it out there. Yes. It either works that. or it doesn't. Let's just right. tear the Band-Aid right. off. Like, I know it's so scary for it some is, people. It is, and it's hard. But like the answer is there, and you'll be you'll find out really quick who respects you and who doesn't. Yeah. And if they don't respect you, then why are you trying to make this work? Yeah. Just a thought. It's great. So here's another one. This is for, I've, I've seen this play out many times too. I feel obligated and pressured when you ask me to watch your dogs when you leave town. Substitute watch your dogs for anything. Watch your kids, watch your house. Someone who's pressuring you to do something and maybe they're in a position where it's tough to say no to them or maybe you're just a people pleaser. So I feel obligated and pressured when you ask me to watch your dogs when you leave town. I need personal time and space. If you can continue to depend on me for this, I will respectfully decline. Mm Mm-hmm. This is how to say no for introverts. Yes. <laughs> for people pleasers and that it's okay to say no. Yes, no is a what is that what do they say? It's a, it's a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. And oh, it is okay ooh, to like say that. no. It is okay to say no. It is. It is okay to say no. Mm-hmm. If you continue to say yes and just take these punches, you will be miserable. You're setting yourself up. This is not unfair. No. This protects you. Yeah. And it's not the end of the world if someone else has to find an alternative solution for their choice to leave yeah. and leave their obligations behind. It's not your job yep. to always ca- to make to rescue people. Yes. So this is for rescuers as well. I've seen this one play out and rescuers I've I've seen this boundary under. put in place and it worked beautifully. That's awesome. It worked beautifully. I love that. It one conversation and the, the problem was removed. Yeah. No more. Right. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Um this is one that I think we worked through. I feel angry when you take on my emotions. I need someone to listen. And what I meant by that was I don't need you to fix anything. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to get in the mud with me. I just need you to listen as I process through this crap. If you take on my emotions, I will leave the room. I'll have to process that on my own. So can you tell everybody why that was a problem for you? Like what would happen every time that I would start to take on your emotions? It, we would fight. We would fight. We would get in an argument. Right. right. Because for some reason I felt like when you're in love with somebody, you're supposed to feel what they feel. I don't, I don't, that's been a long year's worth of processing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a damn good boundary though, babe. Here's another one I've seen. Um, with people that I've worked with, especially in early sobriety. But again, you can work this however you want. If you are trying to get healthy and, and you know it's best for your health and this is what's best for your mental health as well and you don't have someone supporting you, here's a boundary. So I get angry when you get upset with me for going to meetings, mm. AA meetings or NA meetings or any kind of meetings. It could be life ring meetings, um, refuge recovery, whatever it the might gym. be. It could be the gym. It could be when I'm eating my healthy meals. It could be book club. any of this stuff. Right. I need to work my program. If you continue to get mad at me, 
this was for me in this instant going to meetings. I I would move in with my parents. Yeah. I'll I will remove myself from the home until things work themselves out or they or don't. they don't or they don't. Right. So maybe I can think of off the fly what that might look like if maybe you're just trying to go to the gym and be healthy and your spouse isn't supportive. They're belittling you or they're just making it really difficult for you. Have a conversation that I feel I feel angry when no, you I'm get supportive. mad at me for working my program for bettering myself. Right. If, if you continue to do this, I will remove myself from the room. I will remove myself from our social circles. Mm -hmm. I will live my life the way I know is best for me to protect myself. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, that is okay. For a long time, we lived in this sort of like gray area where one of us was doing that and the other wasn't. Yep. And it was actually me who was doing it and you weren't, which right. I don't think anyone listening would think that, but yeah. <laughs> like I was, I was trying to get healthy and I was trying to live my life and she would wear me out mm -hmm. for this crap I was eating or for what I was doing or going to the gym and my gym friends, my gym people. It's like, this is really important to me. Like I'm, I'm getting better because of this. And I didn't set up a, a, a hard boundary. What I decided to do was sort of detach with love. You and I'm did. like, I'm just not going to include you in these conversations about my life anymore. Mm -hmm. I will keep those for those people. And you will, the, the boundary, really the consequence there is that you lose, you lose access to me. Yeah. You lose access to my emotions and that part of my life that I feel is really special. Right. And that's almost the worst punishment of them all. Yeah. It's like I'm cutting you off from this part of my life. Yeah. And that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It, it protected is. me. I didn't have to hear any BS about it. Even though we don't talk about the word fair, quit saying that. <laughs> I say fair. I think it's, when I say fair, that's fair. You're not asking too much of someone no, to it, say it that. No, it is. It's, it's, it's reasonable. It's reasonable. That's a better, much better word. Yeah. That's reasonable. It's, reasonable. it's a reasonable request of somebody. Right. So these are some basic boundaries you can work through. And these look different for everyone. Varying degrees, right? It might be something fairly minor, but mm -hmm. it is important to you. It mm -hmm. could be something super serious, like an abusive spouse. Yeah. If you raise your voice at me, if you threaten me, yeah. I'm out of here. I'm right. calling the cops. Right. I'm getting a lawyer. I'm divorcing you. Like You can get as minor or severe as you need to to protect yourself. But remember, these are for you. They're not to control the other person. No. At the end of the day, if someone doesn't want to respect your boundaries, consider why you're in this relationship in the first place. Think about it with a job, for instance. If you've got a boss, you're, you're a salary employee, and it's been described that your job is basically 40 hours a week, Monday through Friday. If you've got someone who's hitting you up every weekend, hey, where's this project? Where's this project? Where's this project? Have a conversation about that. Yeah. Listen, this is my time with my family. I give you five days to wear me out and do what you need with me. And I let you do that. But Saturday and Sunday is time that I need with my family because I have a life outside of work. If that's a problem, that's an employer. Maybe you don't need in your life. Exactly. Maybe you find another job because of that right. and let them know, like, listen, this is what, this is, these are my boundaries. You don't get to bother me Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. This is my time. Right. If you need me, we can talk about compensation for that. But you don't own me during these dimes. I'm out of here. Yep. That's that's reasonable. Yep. I almost said fair. I know you, did you did. hear me? <laughs> okay, I think this is a great discussion for just high level boundary setting. And like I said, we could do We have so much information on boundaries. Tons. Because people have a million questions about boundaries. They because do. everyone's is a little bit different. Their well, situations are a little bit different. A lot of people don't set them anymore, and it's so important. It's tough. These are rules for engagement. And at the end of the day, it's a, it's this formula we've just walked you through. It's how to say no. Yeah. 
how to say, no, you're not going to do this to me. I'm not going to take that anymore. We're not doing this. Yep. Standing up for yourself and allowing yourself the space to grow, to be validated, to feel like you matter. This is crucial, important stuff. Yes, it is. I hope it's helpful. I hope this is helpful for somebody. Yeah, me too. Uh, Is that all we've got? Well, do you want to tell them? We're going to tell them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do it. Well, no, I just, okay. Okay. So we are currently building out a community and we're super excited about this. I've been hesitant about saying anything because. I was just saying like, give them a little taste. Okay. A little taste of this is that this boundary setting exercise we worked through just now is a worksheet. It's several pages long and we will make this available to all of our listeners for free. Mm -hmm. Anyone who is interested will be able to join a group soon. Details to follow. We'll get access to us. We'll get access to other people who are doing the same things you're doing. Yes. So what we find is as people reach out to us, because we're kind of like the, the the center for this, right? So we're at the center of it and there's people all around the periphery and they're reaching out to us. And I'm like, man, Sally just called me and she would, she, her and Susie are going through the same thing. We've got to get them connected too. Yep. So we can, we can. In a safe space. Right. Safe space where everyone's. Yeah, been vetted and they're legit. Yeah. And they're working through common problems to build this really safe community where we can work on this stuff together. Right. And you get in more depth with what we're talking about every week. Yeah. We'll talk live Q&As with people who have access to us. Um, we'll put together lots and lots of documents and things like that for people to to run through, ask questions right. so about we'll, how did you use this? How did you apply this? Yeah. And we'll keep you all updated on what we do. It's super exciting. Like yeah. this is... Tufo, like it's in the if, works. Like, I, I don't want to reveal everything, but this thing's going to be huge one day. Like, yeah, the when we started Tufo, it's like, okay, let's talk five years from now. What's this going to look like? It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be wild, mm-hmm. and I love that it's small. And people are growing with us, and we can be patient while it does. But we're going to give you know as as we're ready, and as we feel like listeners ready, and we've got the right people, then we will unfold this. And this is part of the plan: is yep. building this community. Yeah. And for a free community for people to come in, get to know each other, get to know us better and get access to tools. Yep. I'm excited about it. Me too. So hopefully by next episode, we'll have more info on this. But as it stands right now, yeah, here's a taste of it. Yep. And I just wanted to, um, we have, if you're watching on YouTube, Matt says I look like a dinosaur today. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen uh, dinosaurs that show from the early mid nineties? Heck yeah. Robbie, the teenage son uh-huh. with the cool jacket. Yeah. Her hair looks just like Robbie's yeah. hair. And I didn't even know that until he came in. I have bubble she was, braid. She was getting something out of the fridge. I was like, your hair looks cool. I was like, no, you're like, hey, remember you dinosaurs? Like a, no, you said you look like a dinosaur. And I was like, what? And he's like, oh, you look like Robbie from dinosaurs. It's like, awesome. oh, okay. Thanks, dear. I appreciate this. Really, I don't know if I'll ever do my hair like this ever again. It's a really cool hairstyle. I think good. it looks like a mohawk. But from the side, it kind of looks like a mullet. But anyway, I was proud of myself because I don't do shit like this. Like, I don't do hair. I don't do anything. And I did it. I like it. It looks good. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Until next time, you can find us on social media. We are on everything now. Let me see if I can get them all right. Instagram at Tufo underscore couple. That's T-W-F-O underscore couple. We are on TikTok at the same at Tufo underscore couple. We are on Facebook at Tufo Couple, no underscore, just Tufo Couple. <laughs> you can find us on the web at www.tufocouple.com. We are on Twitter at Tufo Space Couple, or is it just Tufo Couple? There's no underscore, it's just Tufo Couple. You'll find us there. Um, we are on 
Just search Tufo Couple YouTube, or Till the Wheels Fall Off. YouTube. You can oh, check we're on us Twitter. Out on Wait, did you already say Twitter? I said Twitter. Okay. You ignored it. I did. You left me hanging because as I was trying to remember the handle. Because all of this is just handle. like, okay, we're just going to give you all our link tree next time. If you go to our Instagram page <laughs> and you go to our bio, there's a link tree. It's got a link for everything. Yeah, our link. It's like it's Tufo. Just go to Tufo Couple on Instagram. Click our link tree and everything is in there. Our YouTube page. We'll you figure can check this us out, out one there. day, y'all. We'll get this down. We'll get this down, Pat. But yep. that's what we've got this week. Hope you've enjoyed it. We hope it's been helpful for you and answered some questions around boundaries. So until next time, I am Matt. I'm Paige. And we'll see you. Bye.